Well, it's just hard. I'm not a mistake. You'll always have Paris. I don't know why you cry. I'm gonna make him an offer, Kevin. It must have been one hell of a night. We're about to go get him, Tiger. Alright. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Hi, guys. My name is Mark Ray. This is Eric Dixon with me right here. Hello. Hi. Coming back from a little, uh, few month hiatus from Bring Us the Movies podcast. We apologize for the delay. We hope we haven't disappointed any of our listeners, but we are back and are excited to bring you more movie news today. Uh, talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer a little bit and discuss, you know, the, the current state of films, what we've been watching, and hopefully, you know, just have a fun, enjoyable discussion today. Ready to get into it, Eric? Yep, absolutely. All right. So, first movie we should probably talk about. Um, you want to start with Barbie or Oppenheimer? Because we, we all know it was going to be one of those two. <laughs> um, I say we start with Barbie. Well, well, which one do you feel like you have more to say about? I personally, I have a lot to say about both of them, honestly. But I would prefer to start with Barbie because it's, okay. it's it's funny. Um, yeah, it's lighter. Yeah. Well, well, mm. well, it's let's get into that. So, yeah. what what do you think? I okay. So to preface, I didn't really have many expectations going into Barbie. I didn't grow up playing with Barbies. I never watched any of the other Barbie movies or cartoons or whatever. I didn't know any. I don't really know much about the brand or didn't before the movie. So I was just kind of like, my, my girlfriend really wanted to see it. I was just like, you know what? Yeah, let's go. Let's go have a fun time and watch a hopefully fun movie. Didn't expect it to, for it to get as real as it did. Yeah. I mean, I know it's Greta Gerwig and, you know, she's an amazing director, um, but it, completely caught me off guard how genuinely great the the film was to be honest with you i agree yeah it was it was a fun movie but it also had a lot of like you say real but also deep moments i think it was yeah. very you know contemplative i in despite being you know a, a doll movie i i remember saying to you not too long ago um it's kind of funny slash concerning that the two biggest like most acclaimed movies of Warner Bros. recent years was the Lego movie and the Barbie movie, <laughs> the the toy movies. But I mean, I like them both still. I, I think they're pretty also, good. I don't, I don't mean to bum anybody out, but like, did you hear about the, I don't know how true this is or not, but like the, the Mattel possibly doing like a cinematic universe thing. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. I, I you know, I, I feel great for Greta Gerwig on the one hand, but also <laughs> now I know. I saw a she meme where it, she was. It was like, uh, you know, the Oppenheimer. Like, oh, like what have I done? It was literally like, mm-hmm. like they were like Greta Gerwig right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, that's that's rough. But hey, here's the thing. The great thing about directors like Gerwig or Nolan is that they can make a whole trilogy of franchise movies, like he did with The Dark Knight, and then mm-hmm. he still goes back and does original movies because they're because the thing is, there's some directors who are just so great at making movies that. Nobody touches them. The people just let them do what they want because you kind of have to. You can't get in the way of an art of an artiste's vision, I guess. But, yeah. You know, if Greta Gerwig wants to do a cinematic universe, that's her decision. If- the thing is, I don't think it's like her necessarily. I think it's the fact that Barbie was so good mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, I'm the reason that. for this. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I I hate when like that that gut feeling when it's like this is a good movie and the sequels are gonna be so bad. You can already tell. You don't always need that, but. One thing I liked about Barbie, uh, the movie itself, was probably the humor. I mean, like, oh, we, yeah, like oh man, I laughed so hard at that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many moments where I was like full blown laughing in the yeah. theater, and I, I didn't expect that at all. I don't get a lot of good like movie theater comedies anymore, and oh, I'm glad sure. this one was was actually really decent. Like, it was funny because everybody was complaining a bit about um, Ryan Gosling as Ken before I don't the movie. Know why. No, I, I don't know. I he was the best it. part of that movie. He was awesome. <laughs> he was hilarious. 
I, I think like if, if there's if, if there's one person besides maybe Cillian Murphy who has lived up to his role as the meme for this little this little double feature, it's definitely mm. Ryan Gosling. Like he's he's awesome in all of the whole movie. Also, I I learned recently that I believe it's Killian. Is it Killian? Yeah, because every time I'm like watching interviews and stuff, they always say Killian, Killian, Killian. I'm like, oh, I feel bad because I'm saying like Cillian this oh. whole time. Well, has he said anything to anybody? Like, oh, actually, it's Killian. I I don't know. See, that's the thing is, it, it is correct to to it is it would be the right thing to do, but like Kubrick, his whose real name is Kubrick, apparently. Wait, really? Yeah. See, oh, uh, snap. See, it's probably never gonna happen. <laughs> also, because Cillian Murphy is British and. It's it's just funny, just Cillian Murphy. Like it's not gonna sound the same as Cillian Murphy. I don't know. True, but sorry to cut you off there. I just like no. I just thought of that. But... No, you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. What would you rate Barbie? Uh, what did I say before we were talking? You asked me, and I was. You actually didn't give an I... answer. I'm curious. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I said for Oppenheimer, what? Uh, full four spoilers. Out of, four, like, four, four out of four and a half. Uh, four, out of four, four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Okay. Um, and Barbie. I'm putting my money on this one. The thing is, I'm five. trying to think of issues I've had with the film. Yeah, I have a few issues. It's mainly just like some of the ads are kind of weird, but that's definitely Warner Bros. That was not Gerwig at all. That was, they were definitely like throwing those ads in there. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I, to be fair, I know it's also, you know, a satire of those ads. It's just like, like it just, it just kind of, some of them were just kind of weird. Like the yeah. product placements, I mean, were just kind of like, like but like also like, I, am I really going to complain about the, corporatism in a barbie movie when i paid money to see it i don't think so yeah i don't know maybe 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 the runtime was a little long i don't i don't know like mm. just maybe i'll give it the same thing because like i feel like my like even though i do have like certain things with both movies it's like those things aren't that significant at all and i think yeah. overall the movie's pretty great that's why i only take like half a star off yeah because i'm just like it's still just like an amazing yeah. movie i don't know yeah. even with those like little gripes that i personally have absolutely yeah that's at the end of the day it made people laugh a little bit in the theater and that's, that's worth something and hopefully taught people a little something maybe yeah it taught know. me with the the speed the womanhood speech by the mom character i love mm -hmm. that speech that was so yeah it was freaking amazing that was beautiful I genuinely i was sitting there like i was getting emotional watching it because right. it was so just so raw it was definitely raw gerwig's filmography mm -hmm. my girlfriend's been showing me um more um uh Sofia Coppola movies like Lost in Translation. I've mm -hmm. noticed that she has that in common with like Gerwig. Like they both are very like meditative in their like their their approach to um like being a woman and stuff. And mm -hmm. I think that like gives them a sense of what like, what does so Sofia Coppola do? She said she did uh Rosemary's Baby. No, 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 that's that? um that's a uh, asshole Roman Cop Roman um uh Polanski who's a bad person. Now, uh Sofia Coppola, she did um Lost in Translation, Virgin Suicides. Virgin Mar Suicide. That's Mary Antoinette. She did that movie with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones recently. Girl. I forget what it was called, but I heard it was good. Um, but no, like both her and Gerwig, they're kind of interesting to watch back and forth because like, like they have very, not only are their styles similar, but also like they have very, like they have like this weight to their movies. Like you can feel like they're like them channeling a lot of like the, a lot of different emotions about yeah, I, I, I don't know I'm a very guy. limited uh experience with both of them because i've only seen uh lost in translation from sophia mm -hmm. and i saw uh ladybird with you mm -hmm. and i saw barbie but i never saw little women and i haven't seen any of her earlier stuff like mumblecore or whatever she did yeah like I she think. did uh some good mumblecore movies mm -hmm. uh 
So yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot from Greta uh, before this, but I, I heard she's very uh, versatile in terms of her. Oh, totally. Her, she does drama and comedy and stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, on that note, my recommendation for you guys, based on Barbie, would be her 2000. I want to say 11 or 12 black and white film Francis Ha. It's a really good like uh, romantic drama comedy. I would check it out if you can. It stars Greta Gerwig. She wrote it with her husband Noah Baumbach. Who did? If you guys remember, did Marriage Story and um, Oh wow, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They got pretty cool movies. Those two, and both Noah Baumbach, he actually helped write Barbie as well with uh, Greta Gerwig. He so it was a husband and wife collaboration. The whole thing. That's awesome. I didn't honestly, know that at all. That makes it even better. Yeah, that, that makes it all the better. Everything about this movie just is awesome to me. Speaking of movies that are also awesome, what do we think of uh, the other half of the double bill, Oppenheimer? What What do you think? Now, Oppenheimer was the one that I was personally excited for out of like the two, because um, I really like Christopher Nolan movies, but also like I have like this morbid like curiosity when it comes to like nuclear weapons and stuff like that. I've like always like like done like research and stuff on stuff like that because it's it's like terrifying, but also just interests me a lot. Um, but I never really did much like research in terms of like Oppenheimer himself the, mm-hmm. the father of the atomic bomb uh, and so I was like really excited to like see this movie not necessarily to like learn everything there is to know about Oppenheimer of course it's the biopic so you know there are going to be embellishments and all that you can't take it all as 100% but I was still interested to like see the process of like it's the closest thing to almost being like a fly on the wall and seeing like wh- okay what were these guys thinking what was going through their head because there were so many layers to it that I had no idea about, like, at all. So it was really cool getting to, like, see that in a, like, yeah, dramatized, like, version. But still really, like, this, we're talking about the, the creation of the atomic bomb. Like, that, that mm-hmm. itself is intense with with or without dramatization. Absolutely. So. Because, like, the movie and the book that is based, the, the the nonfiction book is based on about his life. American was, Prometheus. A, yeah, it was about the, it was about compared to Prometheus, and it has so much of the weight behind that story, like in the sense that he's this this like he kind of like doomed himself to some kind of like eternity of trauma and just like weight of the entire world essentially on his shoulders. In that regard, I would actually say that it's more similar though to the other famous Prometheus story, that of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Because they both involve, you know, like a, a mad scientist kind of just losing his mind at the at the horror of his creation that he you didn't know understand. What? Holy crap! I was th- as I was watching the movie, I was like, like I was drawing parallels in my head. I was like, this reminds me of something, but I can't think of what. Oh, yeah? But you just like said Frankenstein. I was like, yeah, it's like this reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, I even in the movie, I even thought to myself, oh yeah, it's like they even the creation of that being is from the top of a big metal tower in Frankenstein and in. Uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah, so, wow, that's I never thought of it that way. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But I like Oppenheimer a lot too. Yeah, I like the performances. Obviously, Murphy and uh, Downey Jr. and Damon. Every and everyone. Oh yeah. In that movie was incredible. Apparently, I, I saw like a lot of people saying like there were people in this movie I didn't even know was gonna be in it because it yeah. was like left and right just uh, like famous people is coming on like being like hey I'm in this movie too. Josh like, from and Josh, he, he launched the nuke. <laughs> yeah, jo- Josh did. Peck was in the Trinity test. That was crazy. <laughs> he was actually there. I heard, um, but but no. What Josh was, Peck was at the nuke in 1945 no, when it went off. No, that was a horrible joke. Anyway, wow, um, good good joke, Eric. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. Just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Trinity test that scene, the showstopper of course yeah absolutely like 
I've when that scene was happening, I just remember I was like, I sat up in my seat and I just I was looking around the theater because I'm like, is it just me? Like, is this? But I looked around, I saw people like covering their mouths, just like and mm-hmm. all like people were like not prepared for what was about to happen. Absolutely. And obviously, this was like we knew it was going to happen. You know, they they blow up the nuke and that's that. Yeah. But. It was just like the way Nolan did it, like building up the tension and like the uncertainty of it all. Like what's going to happen when we do this? Which we know it's coming, but we don't know like what it's going to be like when it's coming. Because we never, because yeah. we've never really seen, we've seen documentaries, obviously. And that, that is still and, a real, a yeah, real like archival point. footage and stuff. But like this that. was like what it was like to be there. That's what he's going for. Like what yeah. it's like to be there. And you see it in this, see you, you got the best seats for us for it, for IMAX, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing was just insane. Like I, I saw like a whole thing like of Christopher Nolan, like like he, his his celluloid roll for the whole film for IMAX was about eleven miles long. Are you kidding me? Because that man is just so committed to bringing you to an experience. I know it's a it's That's a true. he's a meme by that for this point and rightfully so for it. But he mm-hmm. is he does really do deliver on that. Yeah, and one thing I heard him say like that I thought was like interesting, and I was like, yeah, that pretty much that that describes it. It put in the words what I like struggle to is like the idea of what entertainment is because mm-hmm. like it's different for everybody but like a lot of people associate entertainment with like oh fun and laughter but he was saying entertainment is on top of that for the most part it's engagement how yeah. do you engage the audience and right. that's something that Chris Nolan is like a master at is in- engaging the audience in yeah. his movies because he wants to take you on that ride he wants to pull you in different emotional directions like he doesn't want to it's it's like a roller coaster, you know. He doesn't want to take you on easy mode. He wants to pull yeah. you on the on the big the big boys in Cedar Point and all that. That that joke is stupid. Let's drop that. Let's cut <laughs> that from the editing room. All right, we both we both said horrible jokes. Let's you know yeah. it's bring us the movies. That's right on brand. Yeah, us, to be honest. But um, you know, honestly, this is the kind of movie that I've wanted Nolan to make for like a minute now. Even mm. I I like a lot of his recent stuff. Like I like Tenet and um. And not Tenet, uh, I don't like Tenet. I like uh, <laughs> Dunkirk and I like the Dark Knight trilogy. But I, I, I say there there are two types of people that like Tenet: the people who lie about knowing what happened. <laughs> Damn, and, and I'm serious. Like I'm genuinely sorry, like, people who like Tenet genuinely. Now Eric's calling you a liar. <laughs> no, I don't think they're lying about liking it. I not, just think they might be lying about understanding it. <laughs> oh no, true, true. I dislike it. And I don't understand it. And I can admit that. And that's that's you might call that a bad answer. It's not. It's a great answer. You know. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm just salty because I didn't get it. Maybe I'm. Maybe that, that's just my problem. I was salty because I saw it in the middle of 2020. And oh, you did. I mean, yeah. Oh. It was my. It was. It was. It was just not a fun experience to see it and and like be reminded like this is this was supposed to be the highlight of the movies this year. But uh, he came back. He bounced back, and that's. Yeah, I think he just come back. And uh, like I said, this was a kind of movie I wanted him to make for a minute because it's a spectacle, but it's also a character study. And I, I like that about yeah. him. That's his most interesting yeah. part, like with Inception or Prestige or like following. Like you said, you've seen following mm-hmm. recently. In those movies, you engage with the relationships and the dynamics between different characters. And I, I miss that about like spectacle-based movies. Like he brought that back, I think. And I think, I hope studios take the right lessons from this double bill back. Yeah. I would I would give I would give Oppenheimer a five out of five stars. I would give Barbie a four out of five, personally. Yeah, that's the, my final verdict. And the only the only thing that like really like the only reason I even give it f- uh, four and a half is because I thought that maybe it moved a little too quick at times. Like I mm-hmm. like I get it's a three hour long movie. You're, you're packing a lot into it, but there were times where I just like wished 
that maybe there would have been like a moment to like maybe stop and breathe and then, yeah. you know but like it was just like constantly like going and going which you know i get like but other than that i thought it was a really dang good film absolutely yes. great movies welcome back to the movies everybody that yeah. this is i'm sounding like the covid uh like advertisements for amc like right after they open back up like welcome back to the movies I'm like, <laughs> yeah you gotta wait till 2023 to say that buddy sorry um anyways what have we been watching lately recently what have what's our uh what's our what's been on our watch list and our our completed list um so i'll i'll go ahead i, I haven't been watching too much as of recently uh i saw the new teenage mutant ninja turtles the mutant mayhem i saw like a early access screening oh wow it was really good i like i was like oh this looks good like when i would see the trailer and stuff i was like oh this looks cool team because mm-hmm. i i mean what was the last teenage mutant ninja turtles movie to come out was out of the shadows or something it like was, that i don't even know i forget yeah and i i mean i liked the first live action one mm-hmm. um i didn't see the second live action one to be i saw honest. both see the thing the, here's what i like to say the first one is like mountain dew it's probably not good <laughs> and it's probably not for me but you ain't getting it out of my hands i'm drinking that shit all right it's my favorite drink but the second one, no, that's a bad one. It's like it's like Diet Mountain Dew, but flat. Oh. I can't do that. But. Yeah, like so. I, yeah, I didn't really see it because by the time that came out, I was like, "Oh, they made another one. I'm, yeah. I'm good." And I saw the way Casey looked, and I was like, <laughs> "Like, why is, is it, it? Why is it the dude from Archer? It was, why is it was he weird? It was weird." Um, and then like, but before that, genuinely one of my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles things ever. Like, mind you, I'm not, like, a huge, like, Turtles guy. Like, I watch some of the cartoons. Like You're wearing a pizza hat as we speak. You have no right to say that. <laughs> I, I like pizza. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I wasn't, like, huge on Turtles. I saw, like, the live at, the old live-action ones a, a little bit mm-hmm. and some of the cartoons. But the movie from 2007, simply titled TMNT, is honestly underrated, Jim. Yeah. It, it, it reviewed fairly poorly, which I don't really get. It's kind of like a cult classic because a lot of people like are like, "No, oh, this movie's great," and I'm one of those people. I love it. I own it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I I've rewatched it in recent years. Like I think last year or something like that, I rewatched it. I think it still holds up. I think it's a really dang good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. Good. And this is like the closest thing to that that I've felt since then. Um, it was extremely funny. It was incredibly funny. It was you know. You and I watched Superbad recently, oh, really? and it has that. It has definitely it's has like that Seth Rogen. Super Rog- bad. Oh yeah, it has that no, Seth Rogen uh, DNA for sure. It's like the humor is just like constant, but it's it doesn't really get annoying. It's That's funny, good. and the animation's sick. I really like it, and it's like it's one of those movies that like it has a crap ton of like pop culture references, mm-hmm. but they're relevant, but also not obnoxious That's like good. like it's not like they're just like oh Fortnite and freaking nene and whatever the f- i don't oh, know whatever boy. whatever the kids like do these days I don't know. but it for one it fits because they're teenagers but also like i said it's not obnoxious and annoying yeah. about it that's and, that's kind of like the best thing you can ask for a, a good kids movie now it's like as long as it's not too cringy it's like yeah. I can handle and it. and i it was nice that it, it felt like a nice like origin to like them becoming like the teenage ninja turtles and I don't know. It's it's just like it was a very fun movie, and I know you and I were supposed to go see it. Um, yeah. But I definitely recommend going to see it if you get the chance. It's yeah. really really good. Good. Uh, I I'm glad it's good. I I like the Spider Verse style type movies. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted. I keep meaning to rewatch uh, the new Puss in Boots, which kind of has that style. But you know, I heard I've I've, I've always liked this new 
I don't know what you'd call this wave of animation. Like we, we all know the different phases, like the Renaissance Disney and then like the Pixar and DreamWorks phase. I'm not sure what this new one with like these new like yeah. Like I guess I guess you'd call them like pop arts movies. Mm-hmm. That's what they feel like to me. Uh, and I like that it's not just like oh we're gonna copy Spider Verse. Each one does their own thing right. that makes it unique. Like Spider Verse does like the comic book stuff. Like this one just like has like the, like you said that pop art like kind of style yeah. and Puss in Boots does their own thing. Yeah. So I like how it's not they're just not like copying each other. It's yeah. more so they're building off. Yeah. Each other. It's 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 really cool. Which reminds me of like the early days of Pixar. Like their their movies weren't like just like you know like like Monsters Inc. isn't the same movie as like uh, like Wall-E for example. But yeah. they, they they feel like they feel like films that you could like watch at one after another because they have that consistency, but also that like that that um. Uh, what's, what's the word the they're hum, not humility uh what's, what's that word i'm thinking of where like you know you're just you're you're sure of yourself but you're you're a good person i'm very tired i've, I've uh, not finished my coffee today i don't know confidence i don't know you know what, let's drop that i'm gonna sound like a <laughs> rambling idiot but whatever um one movie i've watched lately you recommended to me was mario i'm glad mm-hmm. i finally saw it because i was like all right, it's been how many months since this came out? I don't even know. Like, it's been about came three out or four. in I want to say April. April, so four months, something like that, maybe. Yeah, I think don't I missed. Me. I, you know what? It was April because it was on my birthday. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I missed. I missed that for my birthday, but um, you know, the only real, like I said, the only real concern was how I had would be cringy. It's fine. It's not too bad. It's 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 like I you, like Charlie. You Day have, you, you have you have it out for Illumination, don't you? You're no, you're a fan of them. Not, not, I don't hate them. I don't honestly. I'm glad to say I've gotten to a point where like I don't really hate movies as much anymore. I don't hate like even bad movies. I'm like, you know what? It's 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 like I say, like it's it's two hours. I can get that back in a minute. You, you're you know? you've gotten to a point where it's just like if I hate every every movie that sucks, then yes, it would just become too exhausting. Exactly, yeah. and I have I've become I feel more enlightened that way that I don't. I, I you know something you said that concerned me a little bit. Um, you and I were hanging out at Starbucks, and it was a it was a few weeks ago, and you had told me. That you were like, you know what? I'm not even mad at live action remakes anymore. And when you said that, I was like, I was concerned. I was like, is I this is this Mark that I'm talking to, or is this somebody else? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just sometimes like my my friend Jacob Smith, shout out front of the show. He just taught me. Like he and I were talking about this a while ago. We were like, because even he even he and I like just like goofy B movies. Like, but like if we find something valuable in them, like a cool camera trick or two in there, or like you know it's a musical choice that works, or like a an actor that's doing a really good job. I'll, I'll be okay with it as long as you know as long as they're not overpiling me with cringe mm-hmm. that's my main concern in movies but i've seen some good ones lately like i remember we were at the theater for i think oppenheimer and i was like there's not been this many really good movies in theaters out in a while which is really good and a refreshing breath yeah. of fresh air for me i needed that in yeah theaters been packed mm-hmm. recently and i i think 2023 is a pretty good year for a lot of media like movies yeah. yeah and games like games have been insane this year i haven't played a lot because i don't have time or money but <laughs> it, like a lot of games have come out that i'm like i want this i wish i could have this and they're reviewing well and yeah same thing with movies a lot of movies that come out they're reviewing well well for the most part yeah. but it, for the most part it's about that just that that audience engagement it's pulling a lot of people in yeah a lot of people are going to theater a lot of people are talking about movies again you know like right it's like it doesn't feel like this niche thing anymore. It's starting to feel more mainstream. Yeah, you know? movies are back. Good, good for them. I would love to meet them someday. <laughs> Twenty-four minutes. We got some time left. Is there any? Are there any other uh, 
movies you want to talk about and shows you've been seeing lately? So how about uh, a show yeah, you watched? Yeah. Uh, can I go first in this one? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I've been watching The Bear lately uh, with The Girlfriend, and it is an awesome, awesome show. I'm still not done with the second season yet, but the editing style, the musical choices, the acting, the whole vibe of that show is just such a... It's both relaxing and tense, and that's what you want out of something that you stick with for a while. Like You need that to keep it going, and this show, mm-hmm. I hope it goes on for... Long, well, long as it needs to. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to oversee it. Watch, long watch as it, Mark. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, when you at, when you wish for something in the world of movies and shows, you're like, you better you better not hope there's a monkey's paw attached to that anymore. But yeah. I like it a lot. You know, it was a very good food porn show. I need I need that. I need, I need to feel hungry so that I can you know get back on my on my food schedule. And it's got great Italian eatery food. Got a great pasta. Is it an sauces. Italian restaurant that they're working at? It's an Italian beef restaurant. So like, like it's like a, a delicacy in Chicago. It's like these like fancy like um, au jus uh, beef sandwiches. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like they're like these um, like they're kind of like a, a Philly cheesesteak a little bit. They put them oh. in like a sandwich like there, and they cook them over like a stove, and they like fresh them up with like peppers and like a juice and like a, a little sauce with it, and it's just chef's kiss. It's the best thing ever. I love that show so much. Wow. Watch it if you get watch it if you like feeling hungry, and then and then watch it again with a cheesesteak in hand. Yeah, that's I that's something that's kind of on my radar in terms of like learning how to cook. I really want to learn how to make Philly cheesesteak. I yeah. think those are delicious. Those are awesome. I've been tr- I've been trying to cook a little bit more lately. This is um, a little left tangent, but uh, I've been trying to make this breaded chicken lately. Uh, it's like a like a dish, you know, just like simple breaded chicken with like um, like garlic powder and onion powder mm-hmm. and you know breadcrumbs stuff and i figured i'd make that with like a little like maybe cook a little sauce on the side for it i'm i'm one wanting to try out some more dishes besides the one that i know the pasta yeah speaking of i made spaghetti last night really freaking incredible i think i'm i think pasta might be my specialty i don't know maybe i should just like stop cooking everything else and just cook solely pasta and just perfect it i'm sorry you're saying you're trying to copy me no i'm kidding you know i'm saying i'm trying to be better than you mark that's, that's better than me happening. oh boy well I, no i've never it's, made i've never made your him. pasta dish okay mm. so i can't say well, until then you've never ladies and gentlemen he is challenging me to a cook-off this man is hey. formally doing it and we are doing it one day soon that maybe. would be fun <laughs> yeah that would be fun um but a show I've watched, uh, and that's where you, did you have more to say about the... Oh, the no, just uh, everybody check out The Bear if you haven't. It's on Hulu, which I think is still affordable. I don't know. I've lost track of these streaming. I've lost track of these streaming services. I don't know what's affordable, what I should buy, what I shouldn't get, you know, I don't know. Oh, uh, no, yeah, speak, speaking of Hulu, uh, a show that my girlfriend and I have been watching is Craig of the Creek. Oh, nice. It's, I've heard of that one. Yeah, I never, because it came out like... After the era, I, was, I wasn't watching Cartoon Network anymore. And so it was a show that was like, I knew it existed, but I never thought I would watch it. Mm-hmm. Which, thank goodness for my girlfriend. Like, she's the reason I watch a lot of cartoons now. Because yeah. for the longest time, I was just like, didn't. Not necessarily because I'm one of those people that are like, oh, cartoons are for kids. But it's like I watch, like, I see something about it. I'm just like, this doesn't appeal to me, so I don't watch it. But my girlfriend loves cartoons still. Yeah. And she's been like indoctrinating me and making me watch them. And I keep giving her like fuel, I keep saying, because like she'll be like, fuel. Oh, do you do you want do you want to watch this uh or maybe maybe fuel isn't the right word, but like ammo, I guess. But like I, she she'll say, Oh, do you want to watch this show with me? And I'm like, nah, it doesn't really interest me. But like I'll check it out. But you can like you can for the most part you can watch it without me. Just go on ahead. And I'll start watching it with her. 
And then I'll be like, hey, ah, this show is actually really good. And, I, and, then, I would, and then it just turns to a show that we watch together. So I, I say I give her ammo because I feel like she's going to be able to use that against me. She's like, yeah. yeah, well, what about all these other times? I'm like, ah, damn it. You know, I, I can't argue. But no, Craig of the Creek is really, really good. I, we've been grinding. We, we just finished season one the other day. We're on season two. We're already a little over half or almost halfway through season two because they're like short they're like 11 minute episodes mm. um so it's easy to just get through but it's really really funny like genuinely funny entertaining animation's cool um and it has just the representation as well is yeah. really really good and like craig because he's he's black and it just feels like we recently watched an episode where they were having like a cookout and like hang hang out with family and just felt so authentic and natural it was like this is like amazing. That's like I, I love it. So, if, you know, if that is something that compels you to uh, watch it. You know, if you want to find more stuff that has uh, really good representation, um, then Cricket Creek I would definitely recommend. Good. But yeah, over. But overall, it's just a really, really good show. Awesome. I'm glad. You know, honestly, like a lot of good shows have a lot of good representation this, mm-hmm. these days. Like, uh, yeah, we're getting. Believe it or not, we're getting better. You we're know, getting we're, we're getting better. Little bit by little bit. That's mm-hmm. that's what matters. All right. Um, about wraps it up it's about a 30 40 minute episode yeah i feel like a good like warm-up for us being gone for a while yeah, i feel yeah, rusty yeah. i'm like i don't know did i no did I... actually i think we did a really good job this episode right? we were calm we were you know we talked pretty back and forth real we, like i yeah. i think one thing i've struggled with lately and i do want to make an apology for this to everybody is i'm too not close enough to the microphone while and at this while at the same time i'm very like hyperactive with my speaking to the point where sometimes I cut people off. So I hope that's not been a problem for anybody, but I've been working on it. It hasn't been a problem for me. I, you know, you just, you're enthusiastic. You yeah. Know, I like it. And that's the whole reason we're doing this podcast. Right? Of course. Of course. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, next episode, we'll, we'll decide which. No, which yeah, no idea. We, we don't really have any plans after this. We're no. just like, we want, we knew we wanted to do, uh, you know, the Barbenheimer thing, but I'm glad we did. High five. Yeah, we did it. We did it. All right. Actually, you know what? This should be the last episode. This is the finish line. Yep, if you want. All right. Well, uh, I guess we won't see you guys again. See ya. Um, this was this was the finale. I guess the movies. Bye bye. <laughs> you brought us the movies. And wish you all true and false a very pleasant good evening.